Guys, the wait is over. It's officially been a week, and we are now here with yet another podcast episode. Welcome back. My name is Carter, and this is Go Carter. Go Carter. Go, go, go Carter. Wait, I didn't even introduce my guest. One of my nearest, dearest friends, Maddie Westbrook. So now, without further ado, this is Carter, and this is Go Carter. Go Carter. Go, go, go Carter. Yeah. Go, go Carter. Go, go, go Carter. Yeah. Go. Go Carter, go, go, go Carter. You have questions for me about how I gained confidence. Even if it wasn't true internally, I feel like watching your old videos back from what you've shown me, from what I've like dug up on by myself at three in the morning, and like your past videos, you've always just been so like outwardly confident and you did not care what people thought. Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm not, uh, so the opposite for me. So like you just, do you have an explanation for why that's been the case? I do. Adderall? <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Well, okay. Growing up, I had severe ADHD that was not diagnosed. You still do. Once I reached fifth grade, my mother took me to get diagnosed. I got diagnosed, and then I was prescribed Adderall. Mm-hmm. If anybody is remotely familiar with this thing, it, it's not good for you. It really just kind of like makes you a zombie in a way. Mm-hmm. And takes all of like your spark out of you just to make you sit down in a classroom and be able to focus. Mm-hmm. And so when this happened, it really like opened my mind because for some reason I did not focus when I was on this. Instead, it just made me think about how I could possibly stand out without being a nuisance. We have opposite experiences with that sort of a thing. So very similar in terms of like the ADHD story though. Yeah. Extreme ADHD growing up. Okay. I would get up like 30 times in 30 minutes to sharpen my, pe- my pencil or oh, get same. like distracted by like a bird Twinning. flying by the window, right? Yeah. And so on, in the fourth grade, I got diagnosed. And then from the fourth grade, literally all through, like for eight years <gasps> up through middle school, high school, college, it was Adderall. You never my mom, No. No, yeah, my mom woke me up every single day with like a little blue pill and like a little cup of water 30 minutes before I was supposed to go to school. And it would would help me. Like, but I feel, I can't believe it like enhanced that part of you because for me, it just turned me into a complete total zombie. I completely agree that it wasn't beneficial. I would have rather had like the coping skills and like, you know. Of being able to learn it naturally. Naturally. I'm totally against. I think if you have ADHD, there's ways of, you know, coming about it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I really think my confidence started when I stopped taking that. When did you stop? Seventh grade. Okay. No, that makes sense. I thought you were saying I took Adderall and it just enhanced every little bit of my personality. I was like, "Mm mm-mm. Oh, sorry. I did not mean to give off that message. No, no, no. I just misunderstood. When did you realize like, oh, like I have it. Like I have confidence on the outside. Can I be fully honest for a second? No. (laughs) Yes, please. Um, In seventh grade, I hated PE. PE was my least favorite extracurricular activity that you have to do in school. And regular students that were not in any other extracurricular activities, I cannot pronounce that word, but any like regular students had to take PE three out of the four quarters in a school year. Okay. Now, there are exceptions to that. If you take chorus, band, I believe drama as well, you only have to take PE one quarter out of the year. Right? Did you do any of those things? I joined Chorus for the sole reason of getting out of PE. Really? Yep, I did. But what does that have to do with your confidence? Well, here's the thing. In Chorus, there were approximately four other guys amongst a group of 35 
girls. It's the same ratio at my school. I did yeah. I did choir for two years. Okay, okay. But one of my favorite things about it is I feel like I kind of was like special attention because all of the other guys were very like boring. I don't want to be rude, but you know, they <laughs> didn't really have this. the pizzazz that I was able to like whip up. Meanwhile, I'm over there just like impressing all the ladies, doing what I normally do, just being their best friends. I'm not You're a lie. womanizer, to be honest. Oh my, such a womanizer. <laughs> what a great description for me. I think through that experience, I really started getting out of my comfort zone and being more comfortable doing it. And it even got to the point where like at recitals where you have to sing in front of a big group of people. Uh, my first one, I ran away and I actually tried to not be a part of it. They called me out in front of the entire school because I was sitting in the crowd. I didn't go to chorus that day. Had to go up through everybody and get up on stage and then proceed to sing my little heart out. That's actually extremely embarrassing. It's so bad. And I'd she, cry. Full first and last name, everything. Wow. And so that was really when I was like, you know what? We have one life to live. If you're so worried about embarrassing yourself, you're going to waste so many years being embarrassed versus why don't you just go out of your comfort zone and if you get embarrassed... Oh, wait, you won't. Because if you don't let yourself get embarrassed in the first place, then you won't get embarrassed. I'm so glad that you had that realization such early on. When did you have that realization? Uh, <laughs> it still hasn't, like, I don't think hit. Like, I have definitely, like, the outward confidence. I feel like you even brought it up. You're like, when you're in a group setting with, like, a group of people, you have, like, swagger. Yeah. That, like, you normally don't have when, like, you're alone on the couch in the living room. So I need to get to the place where, like, I don't care anymore. Right. But, I mean, I mean my physical confidence journey has been like a completely different thing than like a mental confidence interesting so journey you would divide your confidence into physical confidence and mental confidence absolutely i think a lot of you know i don't really like this phrase but like fake it till you make it you say it all the time i do like oh too much but i think there's like a, a nugget of truth in that phrase Just a little for nugget. like for like the physical confidence aspect of it because you can you can like outwardly seem quite confident but internally you know obviously there's like collapse good word yeah Thanks. But yeah, I feel like it's definitely been like on two very different tracks. Okay. So with that being said, would you say mm -hmm. your confidence for physicality is further along than your mentality? Absolutely. I feel like I'm light years. Like when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm so, it's so easy for me to be like, nice. <laughs> but then like I'm, I'm laying in bed at three in the morning, like a little egg that's just been cracked, like questioning every bit of my existence. Again, out in public, out in like the world. I can kind of turn that on and be like, I'm fine. Yeah. And I think that like, I'm still, but like, it's still something that you have to work out, work on. And I get so many questions all the time about like, how are you so confident? How do you like be this way? And like, I have the answers. I just also have to implement it in my own life. And it's like, right. I think still all a journey for everybody. Right. Would you say like living together has ever, has influenced each other? Like to kind of gain more confidence? Or do you think that's even had anything to do with it? Yeah. when I met you, personality has not changed whatsoever. No. But my physicality, I was a mess. When I first moved into Maddie, I was not confident in how I looked whatsoever. And oftentimes I just wore sweatshirts, hoodies, baggy pants. And I had no sense of style. I think I just saw something that was bright colored and matched my personality and rolled with it. But I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I think this is just like another form of self-expression. And like the most comfort that I've found in terms of finding confidence is throughout your journey with self-expression. Yeah. We're going to pull away from the confidentiality talk real quick and hop right into a game. One thing I love to do with my beautiful guests is play a game to kind of, I don't know, increase or decrease the tension in the room regarding who it is. Do we have tension? My wonderful team came up with this game called Roommate Tag where we inevitably get asked super juicy questions. You're it. <laughs> You're it. No tag backs. So without further ado, Yasmin, if you will. Yasmin. 
Who does the most amount of house chores? Maddie. Carter. Be beyond for real right now. Be beyond? Beyond. I'm like Buzz Lightyear right now. Into the universe beyond. I'm an infinity. Go further. Because it is me. Okay. (laughs) He does the dishes. Thank you for acknowledging something I do. I cook. I vacuum. I clean. I vacuum. I vacuum. I genuinely can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. I vacuumed two days ago. Congratulations. I vacuum. I do like an entire deep clean of the apartment at least once a week. Final answer. Maddie. Pass. Is there any habit that you know annoys your roommate? Knocking on your door when it's locked. Oh my gosh. I was telling Tally about this on the drive over here. I was like... I despise when I'm in my room with the door locked and my headphones on. That is Maddie time. That is me time. And then you go bang, 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 bang. What are you doing? You want to hang out with me? No. That's why I'm in my room with the door locked. You have this, actually, you have this little pile of stuff right immediately outside your door. Yeah, my little. So annoying. My comfort pile. It's like empty boxes that take half a, less than half a minute, 15 seconds to take. We live next to the trash room. Our neighbors. A trash room. But nine times out of ten, those packages do have stuff in them. Whenever I clean, I just take the comfort pile and just throw it in his room. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I put it right back outside. Yeah, he does. But no, for the most part, I feel like we very much vibe. We fit together. Plus, I feel like... You're the A to my B. Together, that spells ab. Abs. Which we work out together as well. No, we don't. I actually told our trainer that we couldn't work out together because he's too distracting. My first day in the gym, he came in like an hour after like I was there. And he was there in there for like ten minutes. And we kept being like... Like, just waving at each other for that the whole time. Yeah, complete distraction. Yeah, Very similar to school. That would have been bad yeah. if we went to school together. That oh, my God. Bad. It would have been so fun. What are you talking about? We would have lived in detention. If there was anything you could throw out of the house that belongs to the other person, Pennywise. What would be? Stop. I knew you were going to say it so fast, too. He has this, like, eight-foot-tall Pennywise. He's not alive. He is made of cardboard and plastic and the occasional screw. That was not the question. I'm just telling you, <laughs> he is non-animated. What about me? Something that you have, oh my gosh, that annoying, stupid, handheld vacuum in our front, in our foyer. You can throw that away. I can? Yeah. Bet. Can I throw Pennywise away? No. Okay. I'm glad that this is mutual. That is so different. Pennywise was my first big boy money purchase. I know. And what I, was the see? mini vacuum? Who does the most cooking? Oh. Me. No brainer. Maddie. Maddie. I cooked cookies once. I burnt them. He did. There is one meal. I will, two meals. I cook two meals that I'm very special and hold near and dear to my heart. He's made tacos, tacos three times th- and tuna casserole once. Twice. Twice? You, you weren't there for the second. But yeah, I've cooked five times in total. You've cooked maybe like, what, 22? Way more. We I just, cook probably at least once a day. But we maybe just... tacos two days ago. We just recently started not eating out. Do you remember our eating out phase? Oh, it was awful. Every single day. It was just, what do you want? Steak. What do you want? Chinese. I eat out maybe once... A week now. Same now. Yeah. For sure. Who takes the longest to get ready? Are you kidding me? Don't are you kidding me? You take forever. Let's go get coffee at 9. At 9.05, I go and knock on your door. Shocker, it's locked. And then you yell at me and you're not ready. Carter, it's the opposite. Me and... Elaborate. I will. I was about to. Thank you very much. Sorry. Whenever we have anything to do and like plans in the morning, you are always the last one out the door. Always. 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 No, and it has to, I get, I know I take forever to get ready. So I do it way before. Or like if I know I'm, we're going out somewhere the next day, I shower that night before. Does it still take me like a while to get up out of bed? Yeah. But when I'm ready to go, you're literally still naked in bed. He goes through revelations where he'll wake up 
like two days in a row on time and then <laughs> be like, I'm a changed man. It's called progress. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. And that's all the questions we have for you guys today. And like you definitely taught me how yeah. to like, what's the word you said? Have swagger. I owe it to you because I feel like before <laughs> I met you, my swagger was non-existent. I feel and, like we're in the place where I'm trying to get where you are mentally and you're trying to get where I am. Like not physically, like you don't want to look like me, but you definitely want to like have the mentality that you have when it comes to eyes appealing to yourself. So basically what you're saying is we're kind of like a figure eight. Yeah. Where I'm on one side of the spectrum and you're on the complete other. Maybe mm -hmm. this is why we get along so well. Do we? I think we do. <laughs> do we? I think so. <laughs> no, but you're right. Can I just go on my journey now? I would love to hear your journey now. I remember like knowing something was like off in terms of the way that I wanted to present myself, like for as long as I can remember. I remember being like in my room, I would steal my brother's clothes or like his Halloween costumes and then I'd like run around my room. At like five years old. I, had, I still feel like I have a really large imagination, but back then I didn't realize how big it was. And I was like already breaking the like boundaries of like gender norms, but yeah. by myself in my room. And so I'd like run around in like a baseball hat and I'd pretend I was like a little Aww. boy. And it was like looking back, like everything about me makes so much more sense now. But like I had no idea that that's kind of what was going on in my head. Fifth, sixth, seventh grade, I noticed like girls kind of started to get boobs and not for like that reason just I was like man I don't <laughs> like I don't have them at all and so I would wear like super tight fitting shirts and then my mom was like Maddie you need to start wearing bras and I was like dang it I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to do that they're uncomfortable and then she was like you need to start shaving like your armpits and your legs and I, it just it would take so much time and then I would just wouldn't like the way that it felt or the way that it made me look yeah. and so I would just hyper feminize myself all throughout like elementary school and middle school and I would also like wear just the most ridiculous outfits to like try and stand out in my own weird way and everything had to be matching I was so obsessed with matching like I had hot pink pants and, like this hot pink flannel and hot pink like high top converse was this middle school yes oh it was gosh. seventh and eighth grade oh, it was no. so bad and then I got to high school and I realized that I hated every single bit of the way that I presented myself and I kind of tried to like scooch more into the masculine side it was hard having like a mom that would be like no 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 and I yeah. tried to like walk into the little boy section I think my like immediate moment where I was like everything about my life makes sense was when I cut off my hair imagine like looking at yourself for like 18 years like crying every time you were in a suit crying every time I was in a dress crying every time like your mom did your makeup or your hair like it was hard yeah. and then I got to college and I was like screw it and so I cut off all my hair and it was like kind of buzzed and I went back to my dorm and it was just me in the room and I kind of I didn't realize like the way that I looked like I'd seen myself on my phone but I hadn't like looked in the mirror yet and then I looked in the mirror and I just cried for like 15 minutes because it felt like after like 18 years of my life I finally like actually saw myself for the first time and I think in that moment that's when like the physical like confidence kind of surged like extremely fast throughout me and I hyper like fixated on trying to explore every bit of that and I'm so glad that I just kind of let myself do that because that's such a big part of the journey like looking back at pictures I'm like oh that was really bad yeah. like I looked like I was running for president I wore suits every single day in college <laughs> and bow ties and it was really it was I really wish I knew you doing that I don't <laughs> I don't at all I don't regret doing that again because like looking back now that was such a great time to have that learning process in like my er, like late late teens early yeah. 20s because 
once I moved to LA, I realized that it, it, it really did not have to be like one or the other. It could definitely be like a blend of both. Yeah. And I think that's like where I am now. Definitely like watching myself progress throughout the journey. You could see the confidence on my face and you could see like how excited I was to be like exploring that new aspect of myself because it was just so rejuvenating to like be excited to look in the mirror every day instead of like afraid. And I really think that there could be like a point in that for everybody. And that's what I always tell people when they ask for like advice on confidence is like just explore the parts that you've always wanted to because hair grows back just exploring every little bit that you can while you while you can and like while you have the time is really important you got guts like you're cool i mean i've looked the same pretty much my entire life no you haven't i've looked very similar no everybody is shaking their heads have I not <laughs> everybody in the room is like no do you think i've changed 100 percent. like you said you were wearing like the most outrageously colorful outfits every single day and not to say that that was a bad thing i think that definitely like you still do and it still works like the muscles like you've changed yeah you've changed but not i've never made a decision as drastic as like things that you've gone through what i dyed my hair jet black that's what i was gonna say it was an accident it was supposed to be brown <laughs> it was supposed to be brown next but then thing i know i just like wake up looking like jimmy neutron eric from but little in, mermaid in, Eric from Little Mermaid, that's yeah. what it was. Prince Eric. I didn't know you, and I feel like you kind of opened up about your journey with, like, mentally, like, being confident, but physically being confident. I stalk your videos all the time. Like, oh. the turning point in, like, physical confidence aspect of yourself. Yeah, I've come a long way. I want to owe a lot of it to you because I think being just in your presence and, like, seeing how, like, every time you look at a mirror, you kind of look at yourself in a way that I've never really looked at myself. And then that leads me to, like, kind of mimic what you do. And it's helped a lot because now I really look in a mirror and I'm like, snazzy, hey there. It's just what you have to do. Like, I feel like it helps me on, like, bad days to remind myself that, like, or what I do, still going off that previous thought, is I go into my phone and I look at, like, pictures of myself where I remember, like, being the lowest in yeah. terms of not wanting to look at... I don't think I looked in the mirror at all for, like, the entirety of my oh sophomore, my junior year of high school. Just... Really? No. That's really I couldn't. Because cool. I just have this, like, mental breakdown because I knew that that was just not right. Like, it felt like I was just seeing this total, complete stranger. I'd even, like, walk by. You know when it gets dark out and you can see your reflection yeah. in, like, windows? Yeah. I'd just double take. Like, it just wouldn't feel like that That was me. And so, like, looking at myself in the mirror now and, like, appreciating that person is just a very important part of recognizing that I might not, like, be happy with the way that I look today, but in the long run, there's st there was still progress. You're growing. You see a long-term versus just what you see in the immediate future. Yeah. I think that's helpful. Because if you think, if you just think about yourself in the aspect of, yeah. I only have, like, literally 24 hours in the future like tomorrow yeah. there's mm. not you don't really have that open mindset to be able to progress and, and and think about yourself like and i even do this thing where i like check i'm like what about myself haven't i explored physically let's like research top surgery and then i like do a little bit of research for like 20 minutes and i'm like is this for me is this for not is this is this not and then i kind of put it away for like <laughs> For like another time, but I, I think it's also like important that I'm even allowing myself to consider that sort of thing because I didn't for a long time. Yeah. I just shoved every bit back and I think it's important to like let those thoughts in. Cool, man. Cool, bro. Cool, bro. Let's go swaggy. So if you had any advice to give, I feel like we should give advice on what oh. we know already yeah. to the immediate audience that is watching this on the other side of the Hello, screen audience. or podcast or whatever you're listening to this on. You're really good at advice, so I'd like for you to start it off. I'm good at advice? I think so. Do you I think feel I'm like good I'm good at advice? I give advice and then five minutes later, I completely backtrack and give you the opposite. I feel like you do this thing where like you give me advice and then you go, but if that ruins your life, 
I didn't give you that. <laughs> like, you know. No, what I do is I go on this whole like mentally aware moment where I'm just like woke and tell you about all of this stuff. And then I overthink that. And then I backtrack and go 180. Yeah, you also do that. Yeah. Advice like in, in terms of somebody who's struggling with confidence. Yeah. I would say people that just aren't where they want to be in life. There's only one you. There's only one person who looks like you. There's only one person who acts like you. There's only one person in this world that experiences life the way that you do. You know, if there's something holding you back from reaching that place of confidence, really like looking inside of yourself. And like I said earlier, just thinking hard about those thoughts that you've pushed away about the way that you dress, the way that you express yourself, the way that your mannerisms make you look, the way that your hair makes you look, or like the way that makeup makes you look explore those things my biggest fear in life is like being on my little deathbed like a pickle and then being like man I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that and I think a lot of that pertains to confidence and self-expression that's never something I want to look back and be like man I wish I would have like buzzed my head when I wanted to and I have and it was a bad decision but I still did it and hair grows back yeah so don't Push the thoughts away that you think are going to make you happy in the future because of what society says, what family says, what your friends say. I, I know friends can be like wary of change. You know, even you told me that friends who have known you as you for so long and then you start to do things that make you happy and then you start to do things that make you feel more like yourself. And then they start to like kind of pick at that because they miss the person that you used to be because you're more confident, you're more expressive. You know, they could people yeah. can get jealous of that. And I definitely like that you shouldn't let that get to your head because why be anything but who you are <laughs> not the song for me. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i agree with that i wholeheartedly do i would add one thing that i feel like is very influential is your immediate circle and who you surround yourself by mm -hmm. and this can be your family your parents your friend group at school and i feel like one thing to just start being more aware about is the way that they immediately affect you one thing about confidence is it's fragile comments or things that are out of your control that other people bring up can very much indicate how you feel the very next day. For the longest time, like in high school, for some reason, I don't know why, I really wanted to be in the popular group. It was something that I just aspired to be with. And the guys never wanted anything to do with me for obvious reasons. I just didn't vibe with them, you know? Football, Disney, you know, there's a difference there. <laughs> but the girls, on the other hand, adored me, loved me, and I was best friends with them. But the things that they said to me really did, you know, like once it came out of their mouth, I took it home with them. And I went to bed thinking about it. And I woke up thinking about it. And I picked my outfit the next day thinking about it. And over time, oh yeah, it kind of made me develop this complete alter ego to kind of fit the stereotype that they made me out to be. I mean, mm -hmm. this led to me ultimately shaving my eyebrows and making them look like tiny Q-tips. <laughs> I went through a phase with Q-tip eyebrows. That's embarrassing. There's, it's really hard. I, I, this is something that's really hard for people to do and make the change because sometimes it's hard to navigate where the, where the origins are. Mm -hmm. But just start to kind of keep track of, you know, finding the root of issues in your life. Okay. I feel like you definitely like struck a chord like in me too because I remember, I remember like looking back you know even just this one comment that sticks with me i'm not even gonna say it it literally hurt me so bad and oh. this it probably wasn't even that bad, bad of a comment but i remember this group of girls that i would like didn't really have very many friends throughout high school so i would yeah. just kind of stand by groups oh. of people to make it look like i was friends with them i remember standing by this one group and they were just kind of ripping into my physical appearance which is of course Ew. the sweetest thing anybody could do and i remember it was about like my nose and so throughout the rest of like my high school experience, I had my hair like severe middle part and I would let it like fall down my face in class, like anywhere I was walking, just so it would cover my nose. It, and it made me change like the way that I wore like my hair, my clothes, like hoods, 
everything because of this one comment. Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> okay. Imagine this. Your school is Disneyland, okay? Mm -hmm. What attraction are you? You could be Splash Mountain. You could be the Haunted Mansion. Now, immediately around you are going to be things themed to you, things that attract you, things you like. It's your job to kind of go out of that comfort zone and find the other attractions mm -hmm. and figure out where you truly enjoy being. Instead of just staying with what you were initially given, try and venture out and like discover everything there is to figure out what you like the most. And I think through that journey, your confidence will definitely improve, or at least that's happened to me. If you guys enjoyed me and my roommate talking about me and my roommate's conversation, we do this a lot. So there's a good chance that they will be back on my podcast very, very soon. And they actually also have another podcast, which I do want to plug real quick. Closet Talk? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Closet Aww. Talk. So if you want to hear them talk about more about them, and maybe me, if I'm ever going to be featured. With that being said, I do have a jingle, which we will now sing in harmony, hopefully, if they agree to this. I don't know your jingle. Okay. It's... Go Carter, go, go, go Carter. Go, go Carter, go, 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 go Carter. Carter. Vroom, vroom. Go Carter, go, 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 go Carter. Yaga, yaga, hey, go Carter. Go, go, go Carter, yeet. Go, go Carter, go, go, go Carter. Yeah. Go, go Carter, go, go, go Carter. Vroom, vroom, vroom.